Welcome back to the Praise Temple Apostolic Church Podcast. Today we've got a special episode for you. Uh, we'll be hearing some testimonies from several of those from our church who were recently able to attend a women's prison ministry conference. Uh, so they're excited to tell you about what God did, some of the things that they saw there, and we hope you enjoy. God bless. Well, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, and happy Sunday. Uh, just got out of an awesome service, and, and Brother Cook just preached his heart out. Uh, a wonderful message, wonderful message. So uh, once again, uh, my name is Brother Nick Talsman, and uh, and uh, it's a privilege to uh, be on this podcast today. And and uh, we usually have different topics and different things uh, uh, to talk about and and uh, to connect with. And and uh, but today. Uh, uh, I'm just continuing on uh, about the prison ministry uh, uh, in October, and I'm sure if if the listeners have listened to prior uh, um, ministers and and their wives talking about the prison ministry, uh, back in October uh, a door opened up, and and uh, previously uh, to October, maybe maybe the end of July or in August, uh, uh, it got presented. Uh, to the fact that that we were able to go and and uh, to be a, a part and conduct a service a women's facility and uh, uh, there had been a mention of it possibly oh back in the spring uh, conference uh, sister Hughes who is kind of in charge of that uh, wonderful beautiful testimony of her own um, if anybody ever gets a chance to, to listen to it uh, but uh, uh, we first got connected with her in a spring conference, uh, and that opened up a door and and uh, allowed the way for Praise Temple to be involved. and And so, as as uh, Pastor Cook has gotten a gotten a call to go ahead, and and uh, he he's immediately went into prayer uh, to find the the team that that he would he would like to go with and and to help with the the ministering. Uh, of the the prison ministry it, it's it's a very special service the first thing uh, that that hit me uh, when he asked me was was an anticipation uh, when I first heard about about the door opening uh, to the prison ministry he had asked prior uh, if anybody had, had uh, ever ever feel anything about that and and uh, so I, I my wife and I, first thing, we raised our hands. We definitely were inter- interested in going. And from that moment, we were just anticipating going. Uh, we hadn't had the date yet, but we were still just just the anticipation uh, of being to go and, and to minister uh, in a in a different environment. Uh, it kind of gives you the the feel of a, a evangelist or a, or maybe even a missionary uh, to go and, and to minister in a place that that and even though uh, we know these services been going on and and uh, uh, we're not the only uh, organization that goes into the to the prison and and uh, and ministers to them but but for us uh, this is my testimony mine and my wife's testimony and and the anticipation was all mine uh, knowing that 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 there was there was going to be in a, a 
a time and a place that I was going to get to go. And, and so the, the very first time I heard it, uh, uh, the anticipation just started building and building and building. And, and we just kept connected and, and kept connected and, and continued to, to pray and, and to fast and to seek God's direction on, on, uh, on how things would go. That anticipation quickly when we got the date uh, turned into an expectation. Uh, I don't know uh, how uh, uh, other ministers uh, operate uh, their ministry that God has provided to them is is between them and God and and mine is between me and God and and God has placed a ministry in my care I'm very very careful and cautious with it uh, but uh, we all have uh, expectation thoughts in our mind um, I do anyway how things how I think or how I feel that that things ought to go or, or think of how it how it should be but the reality of it is that just because we may think of it that way and what we desire of it that be ultimately God's in control and and so our thoughts of how it should be may or may not be uh, uh, really and truly exactly how it would go uh, as as it as it came closer uh, we started to uh, the team that was chosen to go uh, we're we're different than, than the one uh, uh, the the people that were going were not the praise team that that normally um, plays and, and sings at the church um, um, one of the sisters uh, has some piano experience and and she was asked to go her and her husband and and so she gathered some songs together and and some of the rest of us who have sang in the past but but not necessarily are part of of the praise team you know we just we just kind of uh, saying, but during these, you know, we're we're not professionals, and we haven't we haven't sang in the praise team for for years on at a time, and and so you know we we were struggling just a little bit of of trying to get prepared and trying to get our our music together and trying to get everything uh, put together where we could go. We every anything we do for the Lord, we want to do it heartily, and and we want to do it properly and we want to do it as, as well as we're, we're physically able to do it. And so during that ep, uh, preparation uh, of getting ready to go, um, uh, Brother Cook had asked uh, some of us to help do different different things throughout the service. And, and as we were preparing, then the apprehension hits, you know. Uh, it, uh, then we start uh, worrying a, a little bit about about what's going to happen and, and how it's going to happen and and uh, we just we just want to do a good job. So the day of, finally, uh, we, we're prepared. We're we're all ready to go. And and finally, the day of, uh, we we were leaving on a Sunday morning. And uh, Saturday evening, uh, we we dropped our little girl off with with our older daughter, and so she'd spend the night with her, and and that would free us up to go. And and so we got up. Uh, we we decided that we were gonna have we we're gonna have to get up at 4 a.m. On Sunday morning, so we decided we had to be in bed by eight o'clock on Saturday night. Well, this this didn't get done, and that didn't get done, and this led to this, and this that led to that, and so the next thing you know, uh, it's it's past ten thirty, and and we're still not uh, sleeping yet, and we got to get up at four. Um, finally, got got settled down and got very very little sleep. I mean I mean a minimum. I I couldn't tell you uh, probably 
nothing more than dozing uh, still with, with, with the anticipation of, of going. And, and, and uh, the expectation and the apprehension was all rolling together uh, in just a, a ball of turmoil. Very little sleep. Up at 4 a.m., we were at the church at, at 5 a.m. The church left promptly at 5 a.m. And uh, the trip up uh, was very... Usually when you go on trips with a, with a, a group of people, there were, I think, uh, 10 uh, on the bus that, that were going. And, and as we gathered together and we were going, usually it's, you know, the trip up is pretty lighthearted. And, and you know, people are just talking and, and just about things in general. But this trip was a little was a little somber, uh, which tells me that I was not the only one uh, that was that was had a little nerves about about what was coming up. We, nobody had been um, in a prison before. Uh, I myself, I have been in prisons. I have been in jails before, but never in this capacity. I've I've always went to, uh, if I may be transparent, uh, uh, one of my uh, older children. Uh, is incarcerated in in uh, DOC system in Florida, and uh, I've I've been in jails in Hopkins County. I've I've been in jails in in uh, Bradley County, Tennessee, where we moved up here from, and and I'd been in the jails and in, in visiting and different things, but in a different capacity. It's always been like a a family, you know, going to visit a family member or going to visit a loved one, and and uh, trying to find out what it takes, you know, to, to, to help them in, in their situation. But I've never been to a prison in this capacity. So we, we get to the prison and, and everything's just getting set up and going. And, and uh, we, we arrive and, and we got to wait for everyone to get together and we go. And, and then as, as you, uh, you, we go through the process. I've been through the process before as a visitor. And, uh, but I, the process as a visitor is not as smooth as the process uh, when we went uh, to do a service. Uh, the service, the process as a visitor is 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 way different, and the, the 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 transition process to come in and out was just so smooth. It just it just went so well, and they were they were looking forward for us to to be there and and uh, to to try to help uh, anything. Uh, you know, we don't we don't. We don't work there. We don't live there. Uh, we don't. Uh, we don't have anything to do with that as on a regular basis, and uh, so we know, or we don't know, what they face on a, on a daily basis. But what we do know, as as children of God, that we all have made mistakes, and we all have had uh, past uh, transgressions, and we've all done things uh, that have that have failed God, and and we've all. Uh, uh, born in sin and shapen in iniquity, the word tells us. And and uh, as as we go, we we don't understand. I, I understood a little bit more because of my loved one who's incarcerated in Florida, a maximum security facility. And uh, there there are there are a lot of people uh, in in those facilities, and and they're in there for for things that they have done in their past. And and these these things are sometimes are are. Are bad, and uh, I'm not saying they're bad people. Just saying that the things that they've done, the situations that they have found themselves in, uh, were bad. And so, any any opportunity that the that the prison system has to allow people to come in and change the mindset 
of of these prisoners who who a lot of it is is has went through it's it's just a hereditary thing uh, it's a it's a generational uh, habits and curses and and uh, the, the generations just pass this down from one to another but as, as we get, we go in and we get through the process and we get everybody in and and uh, when you got that amount of people we connected with another group that goes uh, on a regular basis and so there was there was like probably 20 or so maybe 25 uh, that 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 goes in and, and conducts the service all together so we go in and and we get set up and and uh we we started and and uh you know we're we're unfamiliar with the instruments and the microphones and and we're we're trying to get set up and we're trying to get to sound and and we're we're trying and there again we're not the we're not the normal uh people who generally do this and and so you know we're we're uh, our our experience with this is 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 pretty sparse and so but we 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 get in there and we're starting to get set up and we get the microphones fixed and there's not enough microphones so somebody has to sit out and and so i just kind of held back and and didn't get into the the singing i I let the the ladies that that went with us take care of the singing and and uh, i just hung back and and uh, took on a a different role and and we go and and there's no drums and so the drummer that went and but in the in the process of of trying to get tuned in and everything uh uh they they start the process of of bringing in uh the inmates and and as they the inmates come in i i immediately started uh uh to to notice and to pay attention uh what was happening and uh and uh, this this process was was number one uh and i said this before in in t- uh, testifying in front of the church uh, as well as we knew that we were going in advance, these ladies knew that they were going in advance. Uh, they have to sign up uh, for a specific service or a specific activity prior. How long prior? I have no idea. But I do know that they had to sign up uh, because there was a group of people there that, that, that as, they, as they came in, they had to make sure that they were on the list uh, to be signed up for, and and so num- number one, they had to sign up, so they knew ahead of time. They they themselves had an anticipation of the service. They themselves had the expectation of of what the service should be. Uh, the look on some of their faces, I I saw that look of apprehension. Uh, the same uh, uh, nerves that that were kind of turmoiling in us were the same nerves that were kind of going through and turmoiling in, in some of those, not not fully understanding of what the service was, was going to be like. Uh, some of them uh, were regulars uh, to an apostolic uh, service. Um, uh, Sister Hughes had said there were probably about 60 or 65 that were that were the core uh, the, the regulars. So, so that left there were there were a good hundred, uh, women there uh, in that service. So, you know, that, that left 30, 30 to 35 uh, individuals that were not uh, normally in apostolic service that, that maybe didn't have any idea of what, what they were going to see, what they were going to feel, what they were going to expect. Uh, so the women started coming in. And as they, keep in mind, they had to sign up. They purposed in their heart and their mind that they were coming for a service. 
okay, when they came in, then they had to uh, sign in. They had signed up for the service. Now they had to sign in to the service. And there was a long line. And as they would come, they would they would find their name, and then they would sign their name they would sign their name beside of their printed name that was on the roster for them to be there that day. And as they would come in and they would sign in, they would turn and immediately start start walking towards the front of the sanctuary. Beautiful chapel, by the way, that, that uh, a prior warden had, had uh, purposed in her heart to build. Beautiful, beautiful sanctuary chapel. Uh, it's not, not overly large, but it did seat, you know, 125, 130 people. And so as, as they come in, as they signed in, they came to the into service. And, they, and as they walked to where they were going to sit, they already started raising their hands. And they already started praying. And they already started to enter in to the service. They were already tuning in to what maybe God was going to do. And I can feel the Holy Ghost right now uh, just talking about it as they come in. And, and, and of course, the, the, the more they come in, the more they started scattering out and gathering across the, the front. And they started in the in in the middle and they started coming to the front and they, they started filling to the back. And everyone that came in and entered into that service and started lifting their hands and praying before the first note of music ever started, the level of the Holy Ghost, everyone that would come in, the level of the Holy Ghost would just rise. And it just kept rising and, and just kept rising and kept rising. It's just like a a, a, a river after a hard rain and it just the level just keeps rising and keeps rising and keeps rising. And as they come in and they fill this, they fill the sanctuary. Uh, all of a sudden, they found the drums. That the drums had been missing, and and we had a drummer, but there were no drums. And we found somebody found the drums, and so they gathered the stuff and they brought it up through there, and and they set the drums up, and and uh, they they got the drums all set up. And as soon as the drummer hit those drums, the place just erupted with applause. And, and just started glorifying God. And, and as soon as that happened, oh my goodness, we, we always wait, you know, those of us that have been uh, uh, prompting service, you know, or leading service or opening service in prayer, uh, our, our goal is to get a response for the crowd, uh, for the Lord. And, and so, uh, but this was a completely different circumstance. This, this instead of us uh, trying to get a response from them, no, from the moment the music hit and from the first note of the first song that was come, these women were insane in worship. I mean, these women, the power of, of the Holy Ghost was in that place in a powerful way. I felt that power uh, several different times in my life. And I, I, this this power that I'm talking about is, is it, it's almost undescribable. Uh, I went to a convention one time in Knoxville, Tennessee, and we got there just a little bit late. And I walked in to the auditorium where they play basketball at, at the University of Tennessee, and there was 5,000 men in that auditorium with their hands raised, and they were praying and worshiping God. And I'm telling you, these 100 women uh, uh, rivaled that, that, that presence that, that we felt with those 5,000 men. 
the, the power of God, the anointing, every hair on my body was was just electrified and standing up with the power of the Holy Ghost in there. They didn't wait for us to to prompt them to a response. They were already responding to the presence of God. They were already uh, uh, responding to the to the music. They were already responding to worship. They were already responding to praise. The worship was just insane. All forms of worship that you could see. Some uh, were dancing and shouting and clapping and singing along. Some of them were just weeping and crying and shaking all over under the power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, and some were just high praising, uh, just leaping and, and shouting and, and dancing. And, and the place just erupted with the power of the Holy Ghost. Some would say, and I was sharing this uh, with another individual uh, after we got back and they were asking how it went. And, and I was starting to tell them ab- about what happened. And I was starting to tell them about, and they said, yeah, you know, people that are usually find themselves in that situation, yeah, they just they just do that, you know. They do that while they're in there because they're sorry they got caught and they're sorry they're this and that and the other. But I want to remind ourselves of a, of, of a, of a, a passage of scripture they would say that that is because of their situation and but but I'm telling you they're probably right because of their situation Luke chapter 12 and verse 48 tells us to whom much is given much will be required and no doubt my, myself and in, in my past testimony uh, I, I worship and, and I worship a little more radical than maybe some would like and and, and I've heard uh, different different uh, uh, negativity about the way that I worship, but 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 people don't understand where God has brought me from, and that that being said, we don't understand how far God had to bring some of them. Obviously, they're they're in a place of incarceration, uh, so they've done something. I'm not incarcerated, but I was still lost in sin. And so as they were lost in their sin, and they're incarcerated as, as a punishment for whatever it is that they did. Some of the, There's several in there that'll be in there for life. Uh, there's, there's some that, that are scheduled to get out uh, within the next year. There's some scheduled to get out in the next three years. Uh, uh, but I, I would say that they're probably right because of their situation. Because of their situation, they had to have a change in their life. And that change came through uh, finding uh, the Lord Jesus and going through uh, their plan of salvation. Luke chapter 7 verse 47 also says, I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And I can absolutely relate to that. The response that they had uh, to the presence of God was absolutely because of their situation. Not not that their situation is going to change when they get out, but because while they were in there, there were situations that came upon their life and they met the Lord Jesus Christ and they allowed the Lord to come into their life and change their situation so that when they get out, they can con- connect uh, with a body. Uh, they are part of the body uh, of Christ. And as they come out of their situation, when they come out of their incarceration, they can find themselves uh, uh, connecting uh, to a body and, 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 and continuing on uh, without reverting back to their old lifestyle. I can relate to that. Like I said, I, I did not come out of incarceration, but I was incarcerated in my own flesh and in my own sin. 
and, and the Lord Jesus brought me out. He set me free, and he delivered me. The uh, reason we know that this can happen, uh, the, the, the sister who's in charge of it, Sister Hughes, a wonderful, beautiful testimony, and I didn't get to hear all of it, but this I do know, uh, that she was incarcerated in that very same facility that we were at, and uh, uh, she repented of her sins. She was baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of her sins in her cell. She was filled with the Holy Ghost. And God turned her situation around and she got she got freed from that facility long, long, long before her time was due. I mean, she, she got, uh, God really worked that out. God uh, also continued to work it out after that and allow her in the ministry that God has called her and the burden that she had to, to reach women who, who were in her situation. And so... Uh, uh, her testimony was to the point that, that when she got back to go in there, she's going to try to change uh, every life that she can possibly reach. Uh, the preaching, my goodness. And, and this service is, is on, a, it's on a very strict time schedule. Uh, uh, that facility, all, all Department of Corrections facilities are on a very tight, tight time schedule. And, and things have to be done on time every time. And so, when the preaching come, you just, and they're just responding. They they're so responding to to every word that's spoken, and 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 the the, the message that came uh, was so wonderful and so fitting for them. And and so it comes a point you got to leave you got to leave room uh, for the altar call. And so at the altar call, we allowed like 25 minutes, or Pastor Cook did, allowed like 20 or 25 minutes to get the preaching in and then, and then get the altar call going. And wow, what an altar call. I mean, before, before he could close the message and formally open up, uh, the, the women were already coming and they were, they were lined up across the front and they were three and four deep uh, along the front. Now, it's one of the rules of, of uh, the prison that that uh, men obviously can't have contact, physical contact uh, with with the ladies. That's kind of a little different uh, than what we're used to. And and uh, I'm 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 one of those kind of guys that that I'll just go and and I'll pray for those. And I wasn't able to do that. Our ladies had to line up on the front, and and the men had to stand behind our ladies and my wife in front of me. And and I could lay my hands on my wife as she laid her hands on somebody who came for prayer. And but but I mean people were praying everywhere. There was not hardly a place vacant where somebody wasn't praying. They were they were people in the altar, uh, heads down, tears flowing, uh, praying uh, prayers of repentance. Uh, there was a prayer line coming, and 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 they would just come up, and whoever whoever was next available, they would just grab their hands and they would go, and they were they were praying, and they would tell them their needs, uh, what what they needed prayer for, and it was just so powerful. I've never seen so many tears at one place in one time. It was just amazing, awesome. And and women, the freedom and the deliverance that was going on. Uh, the prayer line was was meeting needs, and, and there's a lot of needs in that prayer line. But God was meeting the needs. We had two delivered and set free from, from bondages, from entities, um, 
that were not not their own. One of them had been in transition. Three, at least, that I know of, were filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, one delivered and, and filled with the Holy Ghost right at the last minutes of the service. Uh, some of our ladies were around, and, and uh, the situation just worked out that, that uh, uh, I was able to minister to one of our ladies and, and connect with her of uh, what she was dealing with and, and told her how to speak to it. And she spoke to it and immediately, immediately that spirit was loosed and set free. And just in the last closing minutes of the service, she received uh, the gift of the Holy Ghost. And she just jumped to her feet and she just shouted with a loud voice, I am free, I am free, I am free. And uh, oh my goodness, <laughs> if I can just get you to feel what I'm feeling now. Even even two months away, uh, almost three months now away from that particular service, I can still feel that, and her words will burn in my ears. Oh, I am free! I am free! I am free! Just in the last minutes of service, service had to break, service had to go. Um, they had to leave. They had to be accounted for. They had lunch. They had. We had a little lunch and a little rest. Um, uh, maybe an hour, hour and a half in between. Then they met back up um, for a Bible study, and uh, mercy, I was I was really surprised at the amount of of ladies that came back and had signed up for the Bible study. Now the way they do the Bible study is, uh, if somebody who who comes to that service wants wants a specific topic that they want to learn uh, more about, then they put it in a box, and then somebody. Um, um, whoever does the service for the next service, they will draw uh, what is written on a piece of paper out. And, and so the next person who comes, uh, that's, that'll be the topic that they get to. Uh, and when they came in, uh, pastor had asked us, of course, we'd already been through a service and, and uh, he, he, he had preached the service and preached pretty hard. And so he said, uh, he said, I want you all to be ready and to help read. And so when he got up there and he said, he said, if you have your Bibles and he told the topic and as he got started in the Bible study, he asked us uh, to read. And before, but what he was pertaining to us as to read, uh-uh. They were so hungry and so responsive and, and so so hungry to be a part of that that they raised their hands and they started reading and, and we, we didn't get to. They jumped in, they read the scriptures, uh, they asked questions, they, they, they had comments, uh, testimonies, just different things, uh, but they just jumped right in and, and, they, and, and the Bible study was just wonderful, and they left with uh, more informed. They left uh, uh, more free with the, with the knowledge of the word uh, that they could apply to their life. Uh, afterwards, as it broke up, we had just a few minutes, and uh, and we just kind of fellowshipped and 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 uh, uh, just uh, met with a few, and as they were coming, just thanked us for coming and, and appreciated what we were doing, and, and I actually had met some, uh, two or three, uh, that, that was that was from my hometown. Uh, I didn't know them personally, uh, but I knew their families, and, uh, and uh, so it was just, to them, it was refreshing to see somebody from home. Um, very, very, very high service. Uh, the power of the Holy Ghost was so powerful in that little chapel. 
it, it was just amazing. Sister Hughes opened the side door and let the service not not the people spill out, but the power of the Holy Ghost just spill out, and you could see people out on the sidewalk just stopping and 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 to see what was going on in there. And the service just continues to grow and continues to go, and the power of God continues to flow through that place. Very high service, very long day. Went from 4 a.m. to to it was uh, we got back here. Oh. Uh, uh, roughly 8.30 or so, 8.45 that night. Service at the, at the home church was just dismissing and uh, people were spilling out and, and we, we, we just got, to, got to, to connect and to share with some of them. Very long day, very long day. Life-changing, life-changing. It, it, it's hard to convey into words exactly how that transpired. And I hope today... That my testimony uh, was sufficient enough that that you may understand and to feel and get get at least a small idea of what that service was and what it meant to me and what it meant to them. And uh, and in closing, I, I just like to say I've, I've just I told Pastor Cook when we got back I said uh, I don't want to be selfish and I don't want to be greedy. But I'll let you know that I'm addicted to prison ministry and I will go back any time that I get an opportunity. Um, any and every time I get an opportunity, I, I will go back. There's there's a, a world of people out there, church, that needs us, that needs needs what we have. And it's up to us to go and give it to them, whether it's in, whether it's in a nursing home, whether it's in the prison, whether it's in our local jails, no matter where it is. There's a lost and dying world out there hungry for what we have. And it's time that we be about our Father's business and share it with them. I appreciate you. I love you. God bless you. I hope this is, has uh, touched and ministered to somebody's heart today. Uh, 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 we'll see you next time in the fear of the Lord. God bless.